0: Atkinson at QueenBeing.com. Today we're going to discuss narcissistic abuse recovery, how to get over your ex-narcissist. Let's get started. Like I said, my name is Angela Atkinson. I'm a certified life coach, an author, and a survivor. You can go to QueenBeing.com to learn more about narcissism and narcissistic abuse recovery. You can visit NarcissismSupportCoach.com to learn about private coaching as well as to get a free five-day e-course uh, email course that will help you to get over the fear that you're dealing with as a recovering um, pr- someone who's been in recovery for narcissistic abuse or someone who needs to be in recovery um, as well as books Wrote.com to read a number of books on this topic and related topics all right so let's just get right into it Literally anytime you end a relationship, um, you're going to find that it, it changes your life and the more significant the relationship, the more significantly it will change your life. So when it comes to a narcissist, of course, there's a whole other layer involved and that's called toxic love addiction. In any case, you need to know something important. It's not your fault that you feel so drawn to your abuser. So. Why do you still want your narcissist when he is or was so terrible to you? A lot of people are struggling with this very question. This is actually one of the biggest questions that I hear between my YouTube viewers, my QueenBeing.com readers and even you know through Facebook and my private clients on this in this area. So why is it so very hard to go and stay no contact? Well, since you're here reading or watching about, you know, this video or reading the information, chances are that you've already figured out that you are in a relationship with a toxic narcissist and that you need to at least consider going the no contact route if you ever want to be happy again, right? But as I'm assuming you know, that's a whole lot easier said than done and that's especially the case when the person in question is a close family member, friend or significant other. And in this case, today we're talking about significant others, right? So before we get into all that though, let's let's talk about what no contact means in case you aren't aware, okay? And what it means into in reference to narcissistic relationships. So we're going to start by defining it, okay? Simply put, the no contact rule is enacted when you end all contact with the toxic narcissist. This includes but is not limited to the following You stop taking narcissist phone calls, you block him or her on all of your social media networks You do not engage or encourage visits with the narcissist You do not you stop seeing you stop speaking to him and you basically stop interacting in any way as much as possible. So it's not rocket scientist, right? But why is it so difficult to enact that practice and why is it so hard to stick to that no contact rule? This is what we're talking about today. Toxic love addiction. It's the main reason going no contact is so hard. You know, um, I don't know if you're aware of it, I wrote a book called Your Love Is My Drug and there's a scientific basis for the title. Researchers say that romantic love in general is an addiction, as in it affects the brain just like a drug. Logically, you know, you shouldn't do things that are bad for you like drugs and toxic people who are bad for our lives Yeah, sure. We all know we need to get and stay away But we also all know if we've been there that it's just not that easy sometimes Romantic love actually stimulates the same area of the brain as addiction and according to scientists. We are biologically relate um, Pre pre med that's the wrong word, but biologically related to behave that way there's an evolution uh, an evolutionary spin here and 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 here's what it is um it's that as you know on a very visceral level we are concerned about the loss of a potential baby making mate because it would be bad for us as a species so i know that sounds very simple but part of the reason that you crave the person who you are separating from regardless of how terrible they are right but it's it's because of the fact that you know your body or your 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 body wants to keep making babies even if you're not really going to keep making babies and of course on top of that humans are hardwired to develop bonds to other humans. Again, it's a survival urge. Okay, Um, but if you add together your biological need to bond and the need to keep your mate or to feel great distress at the loss of this person, what do you got? (laughs) It affects you like a drug. The relationship with a toxic person affects you like a drug and when you're not getting that sweet sweet poison you just might miss it. It sounds it sounds funny but it's not funny, it's real and a lot you know you're it's gonna be a lot like a crack addict addict or someone you know uh, someone who has an addiction to an actual substance Um, and you're gonna miss a person on that kind of intense level if you can understand that okay so you're not there there's nothing wrong with you it's 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 kind of crazy that your body actually forces you to miss a narcissist who has hurt you but it is exactly what happens I mean you might feel like you're all alone when you're dealing with a narcissist or when you're just getting out of you know a a relationship like this but the truth is that you know getting involved with these types is something that a lot of people go through at one time or another and trust me I know what I'm talking about I've been writing about this topic for about five years now and um, it's just amazing to me how many people reach out to me and say oh my gosh I had no idea or oh my gosh you really helped me because I I didn't know what I was dealing with and uh, so on and so forth so I I really this is why I keep doing what I do anyway don't want to get too far off topic uh, sometimes, though, people have to endure so much soul-numbing mental abuse from their partners, uh, which can have, you know, and this this has a profound and powerful effect on on all of us who have experienced it, and it does last last a lifetime. So that is another reason that we are so um, damaged after these uh, kinds of relationships, um, after a painful episode of gaslighting or any other form of narcissistic abuse, which does often include you know the actual discard phase. Sometimes it's really difficult to bounce back from it um, and and it's hard to um, deal with the self-esteem issues that come along with it. Of course not only that but the torturous mental abuse you were subjected to by a narcissist is usually an attack on your personal character and that's an emotional assault that you know we all know it, it happens all the time thanks to narcissists. So the narcissist as we've all talked about before he needs to make you feel worthless and insecure but You don't understand why because quite honestly during your relationship at least you would have been his biggest fan if he would have allowed that. But why does a narcissist need you to feel worthless and desperate during a relationship? Well of course it's basic. NPD narcissistic personality disorder 101 his intent whether he realizes it or not or she let me just say this right now This can obviously be a female narcissist as well. Statistically speaking, we're talking, you know, something like 51 percent male uh, in the narcissist narcissist population and 49 percent female something like that so me, male or female depending on you know who you're dealing with and um, Their intent is to gain control and boost their ego. And yes, women can be abusive too. (laughs) Bottom line, if the narcissist wants you to have low self-esteem, so you won't think for yourself and in an ideal situation, uh, this is the time to go no no contact. The truth is that getting out of that relationship like that, you know, it's the first step that you need to take in order to save your sanity. But what if you can't go no contact? well then you learn to deal with it. So let's just really cover really quickly if you're parenting or you're you're dealing with a tough you know a tough time with a narcissist let's talk about that. So there are other things that you need to do to fully recover from the gaslighting manipulation and mental boost that you experienced at during that time. It's, you know first of all it's important to stay active so start by getting back into your life get out there do some things with your family and your friends because an abuser loves to alienate you from your loved ones and and I'm sure that during that relationship you did receive you know plenty of um Isolating treatment, you know, isolating behavior from the narcissist and you may need to reconnect with people as you You know reemerge from that relationship. So make that one of your priorities connect with a new You know a new person or an old person on a regular, you know daily I don't mean old person. I just mean someone you've already had in your life before or if you're not able to do that Look at connecting to some new people. All right, maybe join a church or join a you know community group or a sports team anything to just Find some connections outside of your old life, okay? All right Um, Keep your mind focused on other things so that if you don't isolate yourself at home, see what I'm saying? And and you don't want to become dependent on that negative person who's feeding into your self-esteem issues. So um, I personally have found and I say this all the time I focus on what I can control as opposed to those things that I cannot. It's truly helpful and, and and I mean it you really do have to change your mind to change your life, okay? So call your friends, read uplifting books, concentrate on a project like redecorating your house, you know, distract yourself basically. Do whatever it takes to keep you going. If you have a job, keep working and take note of your goals and achievements at work. You can get a lot of validation through your work. Um, If you don't have a job, look for one. Working working might get your mind off your problems and give you the necessary affirmation uh, that you can do whatever it is that you want to put your you put your mind to and that you're not worthless you know if you don't want to get an official job go volunteer somewhere or you know start a blog or whatever you want to do to help yourself to have something you know purpose you need purpose okay Uh, one thing that I seriously seriously Uh, do I need to say seriously again? I really recommend is that you hold off on jumping into other relationships until you're really emotionally healed, okay? So you're more likely to fall for other partners who are just like your ex or who, you know, are so far the opposite of your ex that maybe they're on the other end of the extreme, right? And extremes are never good. So you don't want to get into the same situation as before and repeat this cycle of abuse and personally with my ex, um, I was when I when I finally did uh, leave him, I told myself that I was not going to date anyone until I had been legally divorced. And of course, you know, I had a child involved and I was the one paying for everything, of course. So uh, it took me almost a year to get divorced. And I'll tell you what, that was the smartest choice I could have ever made. All right. Give yourself a deadline and do not date anyone and if you, even if you like someone in that time you know what you just tell them look I'd, I'd really like to date you but I'm, I promise myself I'm not gonna date for this long and so if you'd like to give me a call after that let's do it or you guys can be friends until then but don't be crazy it you just you need time to heal you need time to learn to be by yourself that's what a lot of us who are in these situations have never done before um, and and once you learn to be by yourself you might actually find it's it's not too bad okay all right, so next up, don't waste time on thoughts of your ex, whether it's negative or otherwise. You know, some people make the mistake of spending a lot of time on their thoughts, um, spending, you know, wondering, uh, talking and thinking about how much they hate their former partner, or how much they wish they could get revenge and maybe that is beneficial to you at the beginning in order to help keep propelling you forward but you do need to release that anger and focus on what's important and that's you because the fact of the matter is anger is unhealthy for your body or your mind, okay? So are you still struggling? Let me ask you a question. Have you considered forgiveness? Hold on, don't don't hang up on me yet, don't click stop just yet, I promise I've got the good stuff coming up for you, okay? So let me tell you a really quick story. When I was in college, I went in a, ba- a basement apartment, you know, from a friend and her boyfriend and things were great until the, their relationship began to deteriorate at which time my friend moved out. Um, That was no good. And anyway, at that time we all agreed that I would continue to rent in the basement and that's at least until they decided, you know, what they were gonna do with the house. In the few weeks that I lived there after my friend moved out, um, her friend, her ex-boyfriend began to get into things that belonged to me while I was gone, taking things and doing who knows what else. Um, And you know that, of course, he made it no secret to me and on several occasions confronted me about various items or information that he find, he found in my stuff. Uh, One day I woke up found out he'd climbed in my into my bed while I slept and pretty honestly that was the last straw The guy violated my privacy and at this point he had violated my personal right to choose who was allowed in my bed Since I couldn't wait until I found another apartment to move out I just went ahead and crashed on a friend's couch for a few days while I located a new place of course when I did I was really happy and except this one thing, this little dark spot in my life. And it was this overwhelming anger that kept looming in my, in my subconscious. And every time I turned around, it was something reminding me that, you know, this dude had violated me, had hurt me, had upset me. And quite honestly, that he wasn't the only one by the time I was 19 years old, which is when this happened, I'm much older now, (laughs) um, had done so. And, and, and some of them in even more harsh ways. So all of this stuff was kind of building up and building up. Right. Uh, negativity beget negativity and I started getting more and more of it in my life and that's kind of how the law of attraction works you know when you're focused on things it's like you get more stuff that sucks but I struggled with it for months and I kept falling into depressions and I felt worthless and I was drowning in my own thoughts. It was killing me. Uh, But one day I sat there, I was racking my brain about how in the hell do I get over this y'all and then I thought I heard something, literally heard something, except I was alone in my apartment of course with my cat who doesn't technically speak any English. Um, So I know this is going to sound crazy, but I would swear to you at that moment that I heard someone whisper, you have to forgive him in my ear. So, Strangely enough, um, I knew immediately what that whisper meant (laughs) And even though I would stuffed it all down and tried not to focus on my anger for all of these months It had stayed there like a parasite nibbling away at anything positive that came into my life So what I do, you know me I picked up my notebook and started writing ended up writing the guy a letter and I told him why I was angry with him and what He did that hurt me so much told him why I thought he was wrong called him every freaking name in the book y'all And I said cuss words (laughs) that I even invented for that occasion Yes, I did. And at the end of the letter, I told him that I forgave him, not for him, but for me, because I deserved to live in peace without the negativity of my past or him with him or anyone else for that matter, corroding my beautiful world. Yes. So when I finished, when I finished that letter, I, I felt an amazing sense of peace, just like wash over me almost immediately. And though I did fully intend to mail the letter or at least an edited, and polished version of it to that dude. I never did and it turned out that I never really needed to. Once I had written down my feelings and owned them and moved on, the healing began. Um, you can actually, if you do this, I, I suggest that you do this, write that letter. If you choose not to mail it, you know, burn it or or you know, wash it away in a, in a, a river. Do, do whatever feels good to you about just sort of letting go. In my case, a really simple act like that allowed me to release Months of pent-up feelings that were holding me back and I was finally able to begin to feel good again And suddenly my life was back on track. So how about you? Um, If you're holding a grudge, you know, if you have old anger lingering in your heart It's time to begin to heal and we all know logically that we can't change the past so we shouldn't live there So before we continue on to the next part of the video, um, I want you to write this down. This is a challenge for you today. If you were plagued by anger or holding a grudge or sadness or or anything like that you that you just can't let go of and it's related to your narcissist, try to write a letter today to that person. Tell them what you mean and don't censor yourself and let it all out and then at the end of your letter say, you know what, I forgive you even though I'm still not going to forget and I'm not going to let anybody else hurt me the way you did and I'm certainly not going to let you hurt me again, I forgive you because I need to forgive you for myself. If you want to, then you can write a more reader-friendly version of that same letter and mail it to that person or email it, you know, to the people that have hurt you. But if more likely, (laughs) if you're like me, you might find that the simple act of getting it all out is just enough, okay? The bottom line is that if you are holding on to toxic anger, it's only hurting you. The person or people that you know, who you are angry with, they're probably not even aware of it. And if it's a toxic narcissist, he knows it, he doesn't care and it doesn't affect him in the same way that it does you. It just affects him because he worries that maybe he can't get his his favorite form of supply back. That's all. Or her favorite form of supply. Uh, The best revenge they say is living well and if you don't want to let go of your anger for your own sake, then whatever, let it go to be the bigger person. I don't think you need to worry about that because the fact is this t- this type of anger and pain and 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 all consuming sickness that comes with being involved with a narcissist is something that is best let go of it's it's poison to your soul. Before I go, I'm going to offer you a little bit more. Um, let's, I, I found these tips from uh, Zen habits blogger, Leah of about uh, these next eight tips. I think they're amazing and I just want to pass them along to you. Number one, commit to letting go. You aren't going to do it in a second or maybe not even in a day. Uh, it can take time to get over something. So commit to changing because you recognize that the pain is hurting you. So number one, the first step you're going to take is let go, commit to letting go. Okay. Even though you know it might take a minute, it might take a day, it might take a year. Just take time, give yourself the the option, okay? Number two, think about the pros and cons. What problems does the pain cause you? Does it affect your relationship directly with the person, with others? Does it affect work or family? Does it stop you from pursuing your dreams or becoming a better person? Uh, yup, sorry, you know it's true. Does it cause you unhappiness? Think of all these things and realize you need to change. So number two, decide it, think about it and decide to change. Think about the benefits of forgiveness, how it will make you happier, free you from the past and pain, improve things with your relationships and life in general, okay? Number three, realize you have a choice. You can't control the actions of others and you shouldn't try, but you can control not only your actions but also your thoughts. You can stop reliving the hurt and you can choose to move on. You have the power, you just need to learn to exercise it. Number four, empathize. Well, my guess is if you're here watching this video, you're already a bit of an empath already. So this might be something you can teach your narcissist, but you probably can't because they don't learn things well. But for you, put yourself in another person's shoes, try to understand why he did what he did, start from the assumption that the person isn't a bad person, but just did something wrong. Look, this doesn't entirely apply here for narcissists because um, if you educate yourself about narcissists, you know that they don't they don't think and feel like normal people, so you can't always empathize with them. But you can do the best that you can to try to understand them. Just don't try too hard because 'cause you'll drive yourself crazy. All right. Number five. Uh, again, understand your responsibility. Sure, the narcissist is is definitely um, is definitely a person who is going to be causing you lots of stress and pain. But of course in your own defense or his own defense, whatever you want to say, you know, we all have issues. Nobody's perfect. So if you have anything involved, you know, if you personally believe you have any responsibility, it's time to let go of it and forgive yourself. Okay. Now this is a good one. Focus on the present. Now that you've reflected on your past, realize that the past is over. It isn't happening anymore except in your mind and it does cause problems when it's focused on your mind, you know, when it's coming from your mind unhappiness and stress. So instead bring your focus back to the present moment. If you find yourself living in the past, focus on what you're doing now. What joy can you find in what is happening right now? Okay, I say this all the time, you know, look around you and and count 10 things you're grateful for, even if it's simple stuff like I have a door, my I'm breathing, I woke up this morning, I like the, the paint on my walls, um, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that I had food for breakfast this morning. It doesn't matter, start small and you work your way up, okay? Number seven, allow peace to enter your life. As you focus on your present, try focusing on your breathing. This is all about the mindfulness and I'm, I'm actually gonna have a series of mindfulness videos coming up on this for you too as well. Uh, but you know, let's. he says, imagine each, each breath going out is the pain and the past being released from your body and mind and imagine each breath coming in is peace entering you and filling you up. Ready? So breathe in, breathe out. So as you breathe out you imagine the breath going out being the pain and the past leaving your body and your mind and as you breathe in remember that each breath coming in is peace entering you and filling you up. Breathe in peace, breathe out anything that you don't want anymore. Okay, release the pain, release the past, let the peace enter your life and as you go forward thinking no longer of the past, but you think of the peace in your present and the current moment that you're in right now. Leo's last tip, feel compassion. Finally forgive the person and realize that in forgiveness you are allowing yourself to be happy and move on. Feel empathy, I'm gonna add here as appropriate for that person and wish nothing but happiness for them. Yeah, I think you should do that regarding the narcissist because let's face it, you know, if you're wishing harm and destruction, then you're going to be putting out that vibe and all that comes back to you, the whole law of attraction. A whole law of attraction situation. Okay. All right, back to um, what we're talking about. It's time, this is, you know, it's time to move forward with your life. So don't be afraid to seek professional help if you need it. Um, I am a certified life coach. I can help you to, to make some choices that are most effective for you. Um, I also suggest you join our SPAN support group that is actually free. Um, it's, you can learn more about that at queenbeing.com slash SPAN SPAN. Uh, what number one, I would say, do not let a toxic relationship break your spirit. Okay. You're over, it's over, you're still in it, you're getting ready to get out of it, get out there and take back your life. Don't waste any more time. Okay. I'm going to leave you today with a final quote from Catherine Ponder and, um, I hope you like it. (laughs) It is, uh, when you hold resentment toward another, you are bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free, okay? Do you feel me? So in order to get over your narcissist, number one, let go of the anger, number two, forgive the person, and number three, stay focused on what's happening in the moment. Okay, now the next thing, uh, the next video I'm going to expand on this a little bit more and I'm going to discuss some other uh, coping strategies that you can try as well. In the meantime you can visit uh, queenbean.com if you need to know more about that stuff. But um, okay, let's get let's get to it. It's your turn. Um, are you struggling to get over a narcissist? And if you are, what's working for you and what isn't. Please share your thoughts and your experiences below. Um, You know, when you do that, you help other people um, who are in similar situations to either know that they're not alone or to get some ideas to try for themselves. I really think it's important for all of us to support each other when we're dealing with this kind of a situation, okay? Excuse me. All right, let's wrap it up. Again, my name is Angela Atkinson, that's me, I am a certified life coach, I am an author and a survivor. Um, you visit QueenBeing.com to get free resources for survivors of narcissistic abuse and relationship. Oh, excuse the typo there, uh, which is in the word survivors, there's no I there. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, visit com to get my books and NarcissismSupportCoach.com for both personalized narcissistic narcissistic abuse recovery coaching, as well as a free five-day email course that I designed specifically for narcissistic abuse survivors to help them move forward and, you know, release the fear. All right. So until next time, my name is Angie Atkinson, and I'll see you next time. Have a great week.